Welcome to Kashmir on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir Magazine. And tonight we have a very special guest, Rabbi Yair Hoffman, who is a, a writer for the Five Towns Jewish News and uh, who teaches a lot of different classes in Torah and Yerushalayim and who has been on this show a number of times. You there, Rabbi Hoffman? Yes, Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Shalom, good uh, to have you aboard again. It's always a pleasure to uh, to converse with you, Rabbi Wickler. The topics that we have today for the people who are listening are are, are really very important topics, and they're, they're, they're topics in the news. And uh, you have written about both of them, and so we, that's why we invited you here to talk about it. And I read some of what you wrote, and basically I, you know, I can always do some, my own little thing, but I, I, I really was impressed by some of the points that you made, and I think that the it's very important for our listeners to have a perspective on the current kosher issues of the day. So without further ado, let's go to the one that everyone's talking about right now, which is the uh, marijuana, which is under Haskacha from the OU. Uh, it started being sold, and uh, I know that other organizations have discussed the matter, and I know I have a material from the COR in Canada, and they refused to give kosher certification. They were asked by a, a prim person to give hashkocha on his uh, marijuana for medical purposes, and they refused. So I, I, I know you wrote about this, and I'd like to hear what your opinion is. Okay. Well, uh, firstly, uh, yeah, Rav Moshe Feinstein has a tshuva about uh, marijuana. It's in the Yordea Chelek Gimel. Simon Lamed Hay, he gives no less than nine reasons as to why marijuana is strictly usser. Now, one may think that, okay, that's good for uh, just recreational marijuana, but what about medical marijuana? So I, I wanted to bring two points to this. Firstly, if it is true that uh, this person needs it, then, and there's no other uh, better medication for him, then Avada, you know, there's no problem for him taking taking that. But there, there's no reason to give a hashkacha on it. The self-kosov, it's a plant. Uh, good. You know, there may be oils and whatever it is, but at the end of the day, it's a plant. And to give a supervision, to give a hexer on it, in my opinion, I think in the opinion of many, many parents and grandparents out there, is not so responsible. The reason why it's not so responsible is because, as a number of people know, uh, the medical marijuana issue is kind of like a smoke screen for legitimizing the regular use of it. I don't have to tell anyone about what a, what a mahla this is in our community, where uh, it, it's becoming... Every day, uh, almost every day usage, there are many, many people, even our yeshivas, unfortunately, that, uh, that, that, that have this problem, that have this issue. Uh, all the states that permitted it, uh, there's a history of, uh, of people doing it, not for, the, uh, not for the medical use, but just kind of as an excuse. There are people that can call their doctors, they say, yes, I have a bit of a pain here. And, uh, you know, there were studies done. Uh, the, uh, in the state of Colorado, for example, half of the recommendations were only made by 15 doctors, wow. uh, 15 physicians in the whole state. 
uh, you know, the, the medical community actually did not back this, and they're still not backing it yet. Uh, there's but a whole bunch of the, research the, being done in the University of Montreal, right. in McGill University of Montreal, and uh, it, it's it's uh, it's kind of like a smokescreen to legitimize regular marijuana use. But right here in uh, here in New York State, it, it isn't uh, permitted uh, except for the medical use. Is that correct? Uh, well, basically, almost a year ago, Governor Cuomo uh, came out for it and wanted to push it. Last week was uh, when it first became legal in terms of uh, in, in, in terms of certain uh, companies being allowed to provide medical marijuana, and that's uh, you know the, the, there's a bunch of companies that applied for licensing for it. It's uh, it, you know it's a gradually developed uh, thing where certain uh, certain forms of it will be allowed for this and and for that, and eventually, I think it's it's going to open up the floodgates. And what people are going to be doing is uh, they're going to be going to their doctors saying they have a pain that uh, doesn't go away, and it, it, it's going to uh, it, it, it's going to open up uh, a Pandora's box of problems. But even uh, I, I believe the New York City Police said they're not going to treat it as badly as they do other criminal activity. They're just going to give a citation. They're not going to give. They're not going to arrest uh, arrest people for it. So it, it's. Uh, you know, Ravosha writes that it affects a person physically, it affects a person mentally, prevents people from studying color properly. These are all these are all true. Ravosha does not need uh, anyone else's answer. I also recently spoke to uh, Reversal Shafter, and he said unequivocally that uh, there's nothing to talk about. It's completely awesome to uh, uh, to be using this, and uh, it's uh, I, I think it's very very unfortunate that uh, one of the top leading conscious agencies has agreed to give its imprimatur even on the medical marijuana uh, uh, okay, but, capture because, but, uh, yeah. it, it, you know, it's going to eventually lead to a non-stigmatizing of, uh, of just regular use, use of the drug. There are okay. people that put it in brownies and lollipops. I even heard of places, Rahman places, Al-Islam, where... Uh, uh, people are giving it out in shul, lonely. I don't know whether it's true or not. I, I hope and pray that it's not, but uh, this is where we're at, and I think uh, it's got to, uh, you know, stop has to be pulled. So you, 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 put you, on you, it. you believe that it was it was a mistake to give the Ashkocha and that it should be removed. But let, let me just ask you one one prop that was I was thinking about. You know, uh, what they're selling here in New York State, from what I understand, is either... Uh, in a form that's not even a cautious issue, and sometimes it's in an oil, whatever that is, exactly I don't understand, but, but, they, but they're talking about, and they have in other states, although it's not here in New York, they are talking about cookies. So you're taking a cookie and you're putting something inside it. I mean, you know, there I can hear that there's a, uh, there's a cautious concern, right? We're dealing already with something that needs a bracha, we're dealing with something that uh, you know to eat kosher. You 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 want to keep you want to keep kosher. I mean, the fact that the person has to take something medicinally for whatever his reasons and his needs are, chas v'shalom. No one should ever need it. Who's listening to the show? But still, it, it, still in all, if it, if it is a necessity to that person, we don't want them to eat something that, in addition to that, is trafe. So, uh, do you hear that point, or you don't hear that point? I don't. The reason why I don't is because, 
I, I think it should be treated no differently than any other medication. And if there is a reason to put it in as an ingredient somewhere for for the one in, uh, for, for the rare person that really needs it. And, and, and look, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that a medical someone someone that may need it for you know back issues or scoliosis or whatever it is. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is, is that we have regular halachas of bittel. And, uh, you know, there are posts that say, yes, you know, if you put something with a tissue, you can, you can have a gel cap if you, uh, if you surround it with tissues. And, and there's, there's no real need to, to do a hapsher. What the, what the hapsher does is it destigmatizes it. And it, it, it's, uh, I, I, it, it, this is not just my opinion. I've spoken to grandmothers and grandfathers and, and, and it's just, everyone is horrified. And, and I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm still in a state of shock that this was done. Uh, I think that there will probably be a huge backlash uh, for the OU uh, for doing this, and I think they should uh, they should walk it back. I, I hear that. Let, let me let me just uh, tell you that I read in your article that you also asked two two postcom. I asked because I was going to do the show with you. <laughs> you only did we decided a few days ago, right? So I I spoke to a postcom last night, a, a Sephardic postcom to, to boot, and uh, he told me. No, he would not encourage it. He said that he would prefer to leave it on the guidelines of pure halacha, that if it's medicinally required for the person, then when speaking to the rabbi, speaking to the doctor, if it's medicinally required, then we shouldn't be giving any ashkocha on medications. I know for a long time, this is, this, this, you're, you're, you're looking at the, a finished product with this, with this uh, marijuana that's under Hashkacha. But I watched this happen for years, and I'll tell everybody who's listening where it started. It, I can't tell you the day it started or exactly the product, but you may have been noticing that over the last few years, more and more medications are getting Hashkacha. Now, you know, the initial reaction is great because it makes it less of a problem. But what many people don't realize, and this is what my, the postic that I asked, this is what he told me, he said, but we're now giving the people the feeling that they have to have it. That they, How can you take a medication without ashkocha? You know, something, I have another problem that's not, not won't be helped by marijuana and I want to get something else, but does it have ashkocha? I remember the story, the classic story, I've mentioned on this radio before, but it's, it's a classic story that somebody went into a, a restaurant under Cuff K, and she was very, very upset. She called me up. She said they serve bottled water without hashkacha. I mean, th- that's how far it went in this person's mind that if you d- serve water, <laughs> that's bottled water at a restaurant, it must have hashkacha, or there's something lacking with the, hash- with the hashkacha. If a person is going to hear about this not being a kosher medicine. Years ago, when one of the first things that I did, because we all make mistakes, you know, I'm, I'm very impressed by Rabbi Yossi Mizrahi, and what he got in, he has issues, people creating issues around it because they really don't understand what he's all about. He's, he's clear as a bell that the man is, that the, that the man is L'shem Shemayim. If you listen to him, and I listen to him for hours and hours and hours, the fact he uses a little hyperbole a lot of my rebellion used hyperbole. The fact that they're taking something out of, out of context and they're taking the man and destroying him. People are very, 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 you know, sometimes they're thick-brained and it doesn't go in the right way. We have people who are actually being misled 
by some of these hashkachas on th- products that don't need hashkacha. On, the, on, on, on many products over these, I remember like the tea bags, plain, ordinary tea bags. I'm not talking about the, the flavor tea bags. The, these things don't need hashkacha. If they don't need hashkacha, when we're putting hashkacha on, what we're doing is we're making the people crazy. We're making them think that without it, it's treif. And they're going to have to report the hashkacha for using something without, without a hashkacha that doesn't need it. And, and here, the, the medical thing is very important. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I have a more nuanced view of the topic than I think the way you are explaining it. Would it be all right if I said it? I love it. I love it. Go ahead. Okay. So I personally think that there are many, many medications which halakhically we should be having a hashkafa on. However, there's another public need, and we have to take that into account. And that public need is as follows. There are many, many people that refuse to take their medication and that endanger themselves because of conscious issues, even when it's pikuach nefesh. And we have this strong tendency within us, and you could speak to geriatricians who service our community, and they will tell you this is one of our biggest problems. Our biggest problems are... Uh, they will be chayshish. When one gets older, unfortunately, and one develops medical problems, they'll look for any excuse not to eat, not to take a medication. Sometimes people get older, it's very, very difficult to eat. And if it's over Pesach, even though it's because nefesh, they will refuse to take, they will refuse to take kidneys. Um, and there are numerous, numerous people that do this, even though halakhically it doesn't make sense. Uh, the reason why they do it is because it's very, very difficult for them to eat, and uh, you know they'll use any excuse uh, to do that. No, they so also, you know, some of them. Some of the people are not a difficulty eating or it's swallowing the pill. They just made themselves mishuga from. There are such things like this. And, and, okay, uh, but sometimes these are our parents, these are our grandparents, and and uh, it's 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 a reality that when you deal with uh, an older segment of the population, invariably these things will happen. So while uh, it's probably halachically preferable to have hashkafas on 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 certain things, on certain liquids, on certain. Uh, you know, it, the, the greater public benefit may be that we not do so, so that uh, so that we don't get into these areas where uh, where, where older people will uh, you know will negate you know the, the mitzvah of pikuach nefesh. Uh, so so while I agree with you that uh, you know ultimately it's better not to have a hefshah on these medications. Uh, I, I think, though, halakhically it might have been preferable on, under certain, you know, with certain medications uh, in order to have that hefshah. But uh, the greater public good to save more lives would be not to. Not to what? You know, not to, not to have a hefshah, not to be machmer right. and have a hefshah. So, in other words, I, I think I'm taking a more nuanced view on it than you are. I think technically, just from a halachic point of view, it's different than you know the bottled water uh, issue of having a hefshah on bottled water. 
there are medications that probably should need a hefsher. However, uh, however, uh, the greater public good is not to do so because we're going to create situations where uh, where where people will uh, will not be taking their medications, and uh, it would be you know lives could be lost. The uh, statins, for example, statins have saved lives. No matter what uh, you know, certain segments of the community say, we're all Baruch Hashem. We've got people living well into their 80s and 90s. You know, they say that 90 is the new 70. Uh, this is all true, and this is because of uh, uh, fantastic inroads in medications. Uh, it's important to make sure that everyone submits in the Torah, you know, to be taking the medications that the doctors tell us to take. Uh, so I, I think that the greater good is uh, is done when we don't make people crazy with hifsherit. Because what will happen uh, in the medication front is uh, some people will not take the medications that they need because they wouldn't be able to get one with Absher. I think that's an important factor when we make these decisions. By the way, just as a, as a note, yeah. I think these decisions should be made by the post-scheme of our generation. And if a, if a Absher uh, has Plyskim, they have to follow what the Plyskim say. Uh, it should not be business decisions or whatever it is, and uh, it should be done. Uh, it should be done the way you know. Klaisol makes decisions following Das Torah. I think that's wonderful. I think, but I don't know how much difference there is between me and you. But I think people are starting to call in. They start to call in already. Okay, anyway, we'll take, we'll take callers. You can meet us at 718-683-5858 to discuss this topic before we go on to the next one. You can also text us at 347-927-8398. We're discussing the new medical, medical marijuana that's under Ashkocha from the OU, and we mentioned that the COR had a different position, and they refused to give Ashkocha COR from Canada. They feel that they don't want to go down this road, they, they see, the, the quote was, really, we don't want to get into the business of providing certification for something that is doctor-prescribed. We're not going to go down that path. That's a quote from the COR. And I also, I see we're getting a few calls. Uh, I also let you know that every year for Pesach, Rabbi Hoffman, every year for Pesach, I print a letter from the CRC in Chicago. It basically says that the medications that the doctors tell you to take, you have to take, and don't, look, don't have to have any lists. And I, I was trained by uh, doctors, free, uh, Dr. Philip Zimmerman, uh, by Dr. Philip Zimmerman from Frida Vitamins, I love Shalom. When I first entered the field of Kashrus, he screamed at me, don't get involved with the lists. He said, that's not the way to go. We have to, the Torah is the way, we, those things that are mutter al-pidin, you're going to take, and those that are not mutter al-pidin, you don't take, but, but, you, but if a person is sick, they have to do it, and, it, and uh, you, we can't get stuck up on, on these new things of looking for things that, are, that possibly are kashrus issues when we're talking about the medication. That's the way when I entered the field of kashrus, the old days, they used to have doctors and Dr. Zimmerman among them to be able to give advice to people what we could take, what we could not take, how to handle Pesach. And the, then the list started, and he was a bit very opposed to the lists. And every year, the Chicago Rabbinical Council puts out a letter saying, don't go, don't go to lists. Here's the rules. And it's very simple. And I print it every year in my magazine for Pesach. 
And that's, I'm trying to be consistent. I feel that it's better off we leave everything in terms of halacha. And, you know, on a personal level, if a person tries to avoid it, it's like Rabbi Hoffman said, maybe there's a way to take the thing without getting any avera, even if it's not kosher. There's a veggie cap to put things in, etc. I see it was all lit up. Okay, got to take the calls. We'll take this, of course. Go ahead. You're on Kashis on the Air with Rabbi Yaya Hoffman and Rabbi Yosef. Go ahead, please. Hi, I want to know, um, with lip balm or Vaseline, I have a lip balm called Carmex, <laughs> and it's cherry-flavored. Is that a problem? Again, I've said this many times on the show, uh, my suggestion is that don't do it right before you eat. But if it's not right before you eat, within an hour or so, I wouldn't worry about it. I prefer you got without the flavors, but if you're going to get the flavor, nothing, nothing halakhically wrong with it, and if it's not very close to your eating, there shouldn't be an issue. Thank you very much for listening. Okay. Bye, thank you. Okay. Uh, yes, you're on Cautious on the Air. Can we help you? Yeah, hello? Yes, you're on the air. Yeah, um, let's say you, uh, you're, uh, you get a power of feet from a milkshake store. Is it considered milkshakes, or are you going to have it? Or let's say you're patient. It really, it really depends on how it's handled in the store. I couldn't answer you. Somebody in the store has to answer you because there are certain ways they handle it differently. I see we're getting all kinds of calls. Thank you very much for calling. I said, Lisa, I don't know if we're going to take more calls, because unless, they, unless okay, they're on the topic, I really want to stick to the topic. Okay, I think we're going to go take one minute off for our sponsor, which is Glotmart. And Glotmart is conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. When you think of Glotmart, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. At Glotmart right now on sale, that means today and tomorrow, family pack beef stew, $7.99 a pound, veal spare ribs, $8.49 a pound, family pack neck and skirt ground beef, $6.99 a pound, and uh, Zevi's gefilte fish, $3.99, Mendelssohn's eight slice pizza, $6.99, Lieber's mushrooms, stems and pieces, $109, Dugim breaded tilapia, $3.29 a pound, and Geffen's ketchup, 28 ounce, $169. And starting on Wednesday, Stern's Ruggelich, 12 ounce, 349. Beigel's Meltaway Babka or French Cake, 349. Hadar Mein Noodles, 109. And dinner pl- nine inch dinner plates, uh, these are the plastics, 100 count, uh, $4.39. Tastes Choice Coffee, seven ounces, $6.99. These are just some of the items that will be on sale this week. Where they, and uh, Glotmart, you'll save time by using the valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all the special items which you've purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of meats is A1, with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakash Mr. Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor. At Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove and Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Cautious on the Air over Jaywood Radio. Nisim, anybody on the topic? <laughs> you don't know. Okay, we'll take another caller or two, and if they stay on the we topic... We have all the liners pulled up. I, see I don't that. know who's on the topic. Okay, let's take a couple and let's try it out. Go ahead. You're on Cautious on the Air. Hello? Clear by Hoffman. Go ahead, please. Yes, my question is, what's with the grapes? Um, do we have, how do you clean grapes? I heard there's a problem with oh, bugs we go in the grapes. almost every week. Grapes, uh, again, what I'm telling you is the, uh, is the position of Rabbi Moshe Vaya, Rabbi David Goldstein, 
and their work that they do, they come up with the following suggestion. It may sound a little tedious to you, but this is what they're recommending. Okay. You put it into water with a little bit of soap in the water, agitate it slightly, keep it in there three, four minutes, take it out, put it under the faucet, and then do the whole thing again two more times. Uh, they also wanted you to break it and then rinse it. Just one second. They wanted you to break it up also, not into teeny weeny things, but smaller, not a, not a whole big uh, bunch, but, you know, but smaller clusters. And they want you to do this three times, three, four mm-hmm. minutes in the water, and then a washing under the faucet. Fifteen minutes, you'll have enough for the whole shoppers. Okay. Wow, but it tastes a little soapy. I guess you have I to did just it, constantly and it, I don't taste it. a drop of soap. You got, you're putting too much soap in or you're oh, using the wrong time? Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. You're thank welcome. You. Have a great day. Another caller. Go ahead. You're on Cautious on the Air. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Hello? You're on the air with Rabbi Hoffman and Rabbi Wickler. Go ahead, please. Yes, hello? You're on the air now. Do you hear yes, me? Yes, hello? He doesn't hear us. Hello, you hear us? Yes. Okay, so what the question, please? Uh, you were talking about the battle of the water, that uh, is why it needs as well. Chashverov, who's involved in Kashverov, told me that the reason is is because the battle of the water always is pasteurized. Yes. Seltzer, the, clear seltzer is no problem. Okay, but okay. Now, one battle second. of the water, if you look one at second. a lot of one different second. companies, they all have, seem to have OU uh, or Hesha. Right, I, un- I understand you. I understand you. But it doesn't affect anything but Pesach. Because they found in one place with a bottle where they're doing some beer. But otherwise, there is no shash, even though it is pasteurized. Because there's nothing in that equipment that will, that will affect it at all. The only thing that they have in these, this kind of equipment you're talking about is something that is going to be bottle. It's not going to do any damage halachically. It's impossible. I, I, I don't think that that person, Mechilas Kvodo, is being fair to you. They may be explaining why they're taking money for it, but halachically, it has absolutely no bearing. Okay, okay? thank you. Thank you very much for calling. I, uh, let's take a look. We're going to go back to our... We'll have to go back to... Uh, unless, they, unless they're on topic, we have to go back. Sorry, uh, Rabbi Hoffman, I know we want to discuss other topics, and I, I think we should get... Yes, okay, somebody's calling. I need to do it quickly, okay? Go ahead, please. You're on the air. Yeah, hi. First of all, thank you for the show. I'd like to make a comment. First of all, color kavod to that rabbi. I cannot say in louder words, Baruch Hashem, there's some horrible people around. Marijuana is a gateway drug. The minute they put a hexer, it's giving all these people a license to say, oh, it has a hexer, and then we go out and use it. As they say, if it's a real medical need, you do what you got to do. You follow the doctor, you follow the halacha. We do not. We're worried about 7-Eleven. We're worried about grapes, lepines, all these other things. We do not need a hechshop for a gateway drug. Thank you. Wanted to just share that with you. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, you know, Thank th- you. That, that person, I don't know who she is, but, but I would say that she probably knows more about it than just what she read in the papers. And, 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 and I, think I, people... I think she represents the view of not hundreds, but not thousands, but tens and hundreds of thousands of people out there that are just horrified that this is happening. Did you get a, a big response in, the, in your article that you wrote in the paper? I did. Uh, I've got, I, got, uh, I did get a few people that, that didn't agree, but the overwhelming response was, what, what's the Havamina? What's the Shiloh? Right. But the people who are, 
who were who were defending it or who were who were, who were agreed with the uh, giving the hashkocha? Was it just the basic reason that something is not kosher? Or is there that they feel that sometimes people there's another aspect you mentioned even in your article that that by giving hashkocha you're giving the people a feeling that they're not doing something wrong by taking the drug, which is really what you mentioned before, even though it's the flip side right. of what you're saying. You're sort of saying that the people need that support, that it's kosher, in order to be able to get themselves psyched up to take it. And, right. and you know, right. and, so, and they, they know that, uh, I mean, again, with the oil and whatever else, the methods, I don't even know the things that they give out, <laughs> but, I, but I do know they sell cookies and, and stuff like that in some places. So uh, something like a cookie... I, I can imagine the average from person would really be concerned. They're calling me up with things like, I'm going to have to have a test done in the hospital. They're making me drink something. I don't know what it is. Can I drink it? So here they see a cookie. I think a lot of people would find it difficult to do. And I, I think, you know, I can hear that as much as you were talking about of not skipping skipping Lashkocha, and we're going to be able to let, instead of making people, you know, feel that they can go take away gateway drugs and to make feel they have to have it. I think on something like a cookie, that's my feeling, they already feel they have to have it. And I thought that was a plus. It sort of, it, it, it made them, the people who have to take the medicine feel they're part of everybody and that they're not such a, uh, an isolated uh, minority. Like a person has to eat on Yom Kippur, some of the people are very tzabrochen, even though I'll pee a lucha, they have to eat, but they do feel bad about it. So I, I know I, I hear the other side a little bit and I'm also torn in, in this issue. Time for us to go to the okay. next topic. What? You want to sum it up? Yeah, go ahead. No, you want to sum it up? I don't. You can go on. I, I just want to be able to touch the next topic before the time goes away. So Fine, very good. Let's so, go to the so next let's topic. Let's go to the next. The next topic is something that I think has a lot of importance to us, even though I've never seen it. I don't think I'll ever see it. I, but I think just to learn the halacha, drosh, the kabbal schar, I think learning the halacha about about Ben Pakua is itself a, a schar. So even if we don't have any need for this thing, but I think there's a separate issue is the idea of buying meat from the internet. I think that's a very separate issue, and I, I have very strong feelings about that. Anyway, let me let you introduce the topic of Ben Pakua. We have somebody else who wants to talk about marijuana? Okay, one second. Go ahead. You, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hello, good evening. I was listening to the program, and I don't know, but Giving hechsherim on the whiskeys, did that expand the usage of it and the acceptance of it and more people drinking it than before when some people shied away from it because it did not have a hechsher on it? It's a good question, Moshe, but let me tell you, the, 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 uh, the, the fact this is something that we all grew up with, it's usher. It's usher from... The Torah, according to Moshe, it's usher from the governmental side. Everyone was getting chopped, put away for years in jail. So we stayed away from it. When you open that floodgates, it's not the same as the liquor. Everybody's been drinking wine and Shabbos. Everybody's been drinking more on Purim. And everybody's had schnapps available in one form or another throughout history. Then, you, know, you, you should know that that, that, that isn't so plush it either. I think that the abuse of alcohol in our community right, is something that we've also you know uh, brushed under the uh, under the table. 
And, I think uh, it expanded much more than it used to be, the amount of wine it, stores and it, the amount of liquor. Right. And the abuse of alcohol is a delisa. And we've got we've got some serious we've got some serious problems and some serious issues that have that, that have to be stopped. Uh, the hefsher, I mean, do you still give a hefsher on it? Look, it's uh, you know, hopefully the majority of people do not abuse it. But uh, I, I think that if there's a shul with anyone that has a problem in it with it, I think it should be pulled. I don't think we should be serving it. At uh, if someone has a problem. In that community, I think that we should all sacrifice and pull and stop. Well, you, you're talking to the, the, the convinced already to the choir because I, I wrote an article licked liquor in my last issue, and it's and it's just just about that that in the in the shuls it doesn't belong there anymore because the kids pick it up, and then it is a time where unfortunately the kids are getting a lot of bad influences from society, and we should not be part of that. But I think that. Uh, as far as the uh, broadening of the thing, I think, yes, once there will be a kashkocha on marijuana, and there is, uh, I think that uh, some people will be drawn to it more. Yes, I definitely think yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but, but in the correlation, I mean, where is the responsibility to the hefshayim? and where is the responsibility to the community? So Bacon you, bits. What do you the, want? The, the, the not shrimp, the not crabs. I, I mean, the, the hefshayim has a certain responsibility to the community to, to abstain and, and not give hechsherim oh. to certain items, right. the, 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 the bacon bits. It, it, it's repulsive to many people, but, but some hechsherim decided to, to put a hechsher on it. Uh, well, a lot the, of times... the, the, the mixed dancing, going back 30 years ago, right. mixed dancing at Hasnes. There, there, were, there were caterers who would not cater, would not, would, would, not, would, not, would not be part of such a function because they felt the responsibility. And other people did not feel that responsibility. So, so it, it, it goes back to, to a very basic question: What's the responsibility of the hechsherim? What's the goal of the hechsherim? Is it to serve the community? Is it to become bigger and bigger? Okay, and better? but what's the goal? Well, well, of, that of, goes of back to the point. Also, it's all of, true. That goes back to the the point of uh, it's the, the hechsherim. Should make their decision based on Shilas opposed to Gedolim, right? And even if they have their own Pleiskim and own Gedolim, you know it, that should be the criterion. They are the ones that should have been consulted on these things, and uh, and it should not be business decisions or decisions made by Balabatim when uh, when the issue is uh, you know affects Kalisal to such a degree. So what you're saying, what you're saying is, hundred percent. What you're saying is, Rabbi but, but I think I think the hechsherim on the liquor expanded a lot of use and abuse in the liquor in the liquor field. Also, that's what I, you that's feel. A personal. I never did any statistical work on it, but I I, I think that the the those zim the zima whatever it was called with, with vodka in it, the smirnoff had like almost like a soda with some vodka in it. I mean that that the availability with the hechsherim on it, it became it became a, a legal passport. I I it, you know the, 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 the who is responsible ultimately, Ramosha? Isn't it the 
the parents, the parents, the parents okay. and, the, and, and, and the individuals. They're right. the ones who are responsible. Right. So, but you're saying that's is the temptation sure. is getting too great. But, but the availability that temptation. But I don't see it's any difference if you have. I don't see it's any difference if you have fifty. It changes changes the equation definitely. Uh, I I hear you. I'm not sure if I agree with it. Anyway, Rabbi Hoffman, do you you you, you feel it's more uh, with the liquor? Well, my, my thinking on this is twofold. We as parents can't really control our children. What we can do is we can do two things: we can educate, we can provide them with the tools and resources to make intelligent decisions, and we can also work on logistics a little bit. So whatever logistics we we can we can do, uh, whether it's to you know where they're going to be to make you know certain things harder to be available, I think that's part of our responsibility as a parent. Uh, but whatever the community can do in terms of logistics should uh, should also be implemented uh, in that regard. But those are the only two areas where we can do anything uh, to make things logistically harder, and to educate. Uh, and we need just siyata deshmaya in everything we do. Okay. 100%. 100%. Thank you very much, Rabbi Thank you for I want to say something. First of all, if it's marijuana for smoking, at least Shabbat, we don't have a Kiddush club <laughs> with marijuana smoking marijuana. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not joking, you know, because, uh, you know, we went and uh, with a uh, campaign against Kiddush club. Because Kiddush Club is the worst enemy for our community. And I'm telling loudness, you know, because what we're teaching our kids, that it's cool to drink, and what if a single mold, it's how many years on this. This is the <laughs> conversation of Shabbat. And I agree with the gentleman that said about the you know what, when we're talking about marijuana and alcohol, I don't see any differences. And with all respect, the worst, I think the alcohol, it's worse uh, physical and emotional, worse. And, and availability and, and availability and everything. And social you know? acceptance. Yes. And, and you know what? It's okay. My son will drink. My daughter will. Okay, it's no problem. It's once in a time. And it's only Shabbos. Lichvot Shabbos. It's not Lichvot Shabbos. It's for you. Lichvot yourself. And how many phone calls, how many texts we got from ladies, poor ladies, full family that the husband come home in the good position that is going to sleep. He's going to sleep direct from after this Kiddush club. And the worst senator that is raising his voice and raising his hand, unfortunately, unfortunately, this is something that I call all the, the rabbis and all the community, please leave out the Kiddush club. It's not belong to the synagogue. It's belong to the clubs. Okay. So I'm okay. sorry that I'm thank so you. tough Ramosha, on this. Thank you very much for the call. Good. Okay. Be well. Okay, yeah. Okay, now we'll take another call. Right? <laughs> I don't know. If it, it, I really want to stick. Hello, you're on the air. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Hi, is that me? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. So this is not really on the actual topic. It's really just a slight takeoff on what the previous gentleman said okay. in terms of the responsibility of the Hashgachos. I would like to expand that a little bit. You walk into certain stores in the community that are known to be run by from people and selling from products. And then you pick up one of a number of a line of products, and two of them are on the hashkach, and the third one is not. Why is the third one in the store at all? Right. In other words, in other words uh, okay, but the, the, there has no hashkacha? Or some hashkacha nobody heard okay. of. Let's the say the product that nobody heard of. The hashkacha nobody heard of, at, or it's, let's say, 
let's say it's it's a bad hashkafa. Let's say this whatever good whatever bad hashkafa means somebody that we really don't want anybody to eat. Correct. So what is it in the store for? So this is something that I've been fighting, and I, I continue to fight it. I actually have gotten things taken out of some of the stores because people called me up and they said this is in this store, and I went to the people who give hashkafa, and I said it doesn't belong there. They said, well, it's got a symbol on it. And they said, oh. but I said, doesn't Yeah, but we're not difference. selling, you know, uh, you minimal kashrut. Right. We, you I, want we the people to use by, it. You... Uh, at least they have a century. Right. <laughs> this is what the Rabbi Hoffman was talking about, availability. You're making it available to them, and they assume that it's in your store, and therefore it's acceptable. And some Definitely. people will not even look what the hashkacha is at right. all, or some marginal person who happens to come into a store that's selling mostly kosher, so they'll walk out with mostly kosher, is going to trip up with naive right. right. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, I, I think we should go, we go on. To, you want me to take more? Rabbi Hoffman, should we take more? We have a million calls here. I, would you want to answer some of these calls, or should we go back to the, to Rabbi, uh, to, to the Ben Pakua? Uh, I think it'd be better if we go to the Ben Pakua, unless so you want go. to do a so let's go. Ben Pakua another time. So then time. we'll do the Ben Pakua. No, and it, well, uh, let's see. Let's try one more call. Go ahead. One more call. Go ahead. Go on, you're on the air. You have one more call. Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Yeah, hello, Wekla? Yes, sir. This is Abraham. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Yeah, I like you so very much, and uh, I, I, I like to thank Rabbi Hoffman, and I would like to say that, unfortunately, in our generation, Rabbi Hoffman is right, but also we have to fight on all directions, like we're being uh, attacked from all sides, from all four sides. The, the fact that it's kosher, the fact, the biggest, the biggest problem is I deal with teenagers, and the bigger problem is they don't care if it's kosher or not kosher. They'll go anywhere, to the Internet, to the drugs, to the alcohol. Even if my action is not going to make a difference. They're not looking if they action or not. They're looking to have a good time. We have to go to the roots. The action is in the end already. That's already somebody is holding somewhere, so now he's going to think kosher or kosher. Unfortunately, I think 90% or 95% of the teenagers do not care if it's kosher or not kosher. They don't even listen to the show. They don't look at the OU. They don't know who's behind the Echshevim. They don't pick up the Kashmir magazine. That's what we have to work on. We have to work on to show the generation all the dangers of a, of a society at all. And I think just focusing if it's kosher or not, it's unfortunate. I'm sorry. Maybe it's going to work for the yeshivas, but the yeshivas are not doing drugs. Okay, what is your point? You think we shouldn't the point put... is that we have to focus on the big picture, and we are dealing with a generation that doesn't care if it's OU or not. Okay, but it, we... It doesn't really look... But this they show... They don't have a good time, and they don't care if it's This show is conscious on the air, and that's what we're concentrating on, Then, and, and whether or not this product should be uh, sold with a hashkoch or not. Whether it's a, no, I'm not. just saying it's... Uh, it's a, it's a good it's a good point. I hear what Alfred is saying, but stopping the, the the teenagers from using it or not is not going to be the fact that it's okay. an or not. You're saying that, you're saying you're saying that we have we are losing the children, and we've done shows on that in the past. And I agree with you a hundred percent. And I always like to reiterate the few words that I heard in the name of uh, 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 of Rabbi uh, Shore, who said that you know we have to go into the community. Where, where these kids are, 
and we have to engage them, he said. We as a community... Yeah, I, I, I'm going to disagree respectfully with the caller a little bit. Okay, let me just finish. I think that there are people... Yeah, well, let me just wait one minute. Let me. Okay, what's it, Rabbi Hoffman? I just want to finish my point. Then I'll let you go. You're going to do whatever you want. Uh, I just want to say Rabbi, that Rabbi Shaw said that we have a responsibility to go into these communities where these kids are and engage them. It's not just a, enough to, for us to say it's not our kids. It's not enough for us to say that we keep our kids away from those kids. Those are Jewish kids in the neighborhood. And we have to find a way to engage them and to, and, to, and to interact with them and bring them back. And some people are doing that. Now, Rabbi Hoffman, go ahead, please. Yes. Um, I'm going to disagree a little bit uh, respectfully with the caller. I believe that there are many, many people that um, the fact that the OU gives a hexer on it would now try it. Uh, the OU would never give a hexer on heroin, for example. Let's say, or, or you know, there's another, uh, there's something called methadone. Methadone is a drug to get heroin addicts off heroin. It's sometimes it's medically necessary. I don't think the OU would ever contemplate uh, putting a hexer on methadone. Why? And, and, why, uh, why, why do you think that? Why, why would they stop? <laughs> why not? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the same it, it, for their purposes, for their understanding of why they're doing this. It should be exactly the same thing. It, 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 would, it would make the people who have to take the methadone take it, and you know, it would remove the stigma for them kashrus-wise if, if there's a kashrus issue. And, uh, and, and, and they don't expect Yeah, I, I don't think that they would ever, ever comp, uh, contemplate it. I think uh, if we had this discussion about, about marijuana five years ago, you would have uh, said the same thing. <laughs> they wouldn't have done it. It's not the same thing. Excuse me, uh, uh, man. The question is, if a Herschel Schechter... Yeah, I, I'm which sorry. Is I head... didn't finish making my point. Yeah. My point okay. was that there are people that would consider trying it because there is an OU on it. There, 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 there's no question. If you take... Out of every hundred people, I'm not sure what the percentage would be, but I think there would be a significant amount of people that wouldn't consider it otherwise. But now that there's an OU on it, they would say, look, you know, it can't be so bad. And even for that one person, I don't think it's Kadai. And it's certainly more than 1% of the population. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to disagree with uh, respectfully with the caller. I, 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 I don't know if you could disagree. I, I agree with you that the extra is a problem, but I was saying that the problem uh, is much greater than the extra. Oh, no question. That's no question. And, 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 and I just want to ask a question. Uh, if you said before that Ershaw Schachter gives, is, 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 is disagree, you say you should not take marijuana, uh, he's, the, he's one of the heads of the whole use. How do they give extra? I mean, doesn't have to go through him. Well, I don't know the way the way it works. Uh, in the I mean, OU. he disagrees with. I, I don't know what his position is for medical marijuana, but I don't think that it. I I, I don't know that he would say that it needs a hefsher. Um I I don't believe my information tells me that the the postkim in the OU were not consulted on this. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe they were consulted afterwards. That's a little bit surprising. No, 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 I know let, that he is from the authority. No, 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 let me explain. Consulted. Let me explain. Let me explain. Abram, let me explain. Yes. The OU is set up the following way. There's, first of all, there's the, the RCAs in the background, even though it's not, on, it's not part of the decision-making directly, but it's in background. 
the the uh, because they they have to there's some relation there's a working relationship between the OU and the RCA. In in the OU there are two people, Rabbi Belsky Hishavafuashlema and Rabbi Shmuel Shachter. The two of them are consulted. They're called yoetzei. They're called they're they're called halachic advisors. They are not the poiskim. There are no poiskim for the OU per se. The OU is decisions made by Rabbi Ganak on any topic in consultation with Rabbi Schachter and with Rabbi Belsky. It's not a vote. It's Rabbi Ganak is the CEO of the OU. The Rabbonim that we mentioned, these two Rabbonim, are consulted. Their opinion is important. They like to get agreement on everything, or they like to see if they can work with sides. If the other person wasn't be opposed to it, they do the best they can, but the decisions are made by Rabbi Ganak. I'm sure that this decision was not something that was made on the fly. It was not something that was made in a minute, because I, I, I was involved. I wrote about this a half a year ago. So I'm sure that the, this process went through proper hands within the OU, whatever that is, and they, but that doesn't mean to say that any one of the Rabbanim is behind it. They may not be behind it. However it came out, whatever, you know, whatever methodology was used, it isn't just that Rabbi Shachter has to agree and Rabbi Belsky has to agree. That's not the facts. The facts are that, that a decision is made, and I'm sure something of this nature, they did consult people, whether they consulted outside the OU world, whether they went to what, whoever we're going to call the Gedolim, I don't know. I don't know what was done. And I really, it's not our business to say, and I don't think they should have to tell us. They have to do what they think is morally and responsible. Thank you very much, Avram. Yeah, thank you, so too. Have a good okay. night. We have another caller? Go ahead. Yvonne Kashus on the air. Can we help you? Yeah. I'm just curious, but all due respect, when do you think we're going we're gonna to ask for either milk or meat stores? Because maybe somebody's going to eat busa b'cholos. Maybe we should ask for one of them, either the milk or the meat. But we don't have any problem. We just have to have, uh, uh, the, we have to have uh, tofu and, uh, and, you know, and the fake meats, and uh, we can do, we can do yeah, the whole thing well, here. Maybe we should ask for either the milk or the meat. I don't know. The Gemara says that Yom Kippur, you'll have to have the Zelba Avera to eat on Yom Kippur as it is to eat chumitz and Pesach. Pesach, you have to hide everything. Why not Yom Kippur? It's made, a matter of fact, it's a bigger Avera to eat on Yom Kippur. It's a, a harbor of Kudus. So how come you don't? The Gemara says because Minish Budu. Okay. Well, Somebody well, well, who's normal. Anyway, we talk anyway, about normal we, people. Yeah, we, heard, we heard. The same thing is saying about the liquor. The same thing is saying about the... the they're not there to make sure because maybe somebody is not going to... It's not a problem of the Amoinam. If, the, if there's 10 people, gonna, if the uh, 10 Goylemists were going to take it because it has an OU, they have, a, they have a bigger problem than the marijuana. They have a bigger problem than the marijuana. Not that it needs Arshkocha. First, let's... I don't know why everything today needs Arshkocha. Plastic cups and, and plastic tablecloths. We, table uh, we mentioned that already Everything tonight. has Arshkocha. Everything is a money. We mentioned that already. We mentioned that already today. But let me explain. I'm going to explain it to you from the way I'm sitting. And I'm sure Rabbi Hoffman would, would agree with this. A, a lot of people, a lot of kids who, who went to yeshiva, who go in a, a, a traveling in circles that are not so 100%. They're going to be presented. They're always presented with situations. The, the gang is eating over here. This is put in front of them. Will they eat it? Will they drink it? This is always happening. They're being tested all the time. And now when they're going to hear, this is a kosh, this is kosher. It's going to make the taiva easier for them. It's not 
Basar and Cholov is not the issue. I mean, we, we can't stop selling uh, uh, things because maybe somebody's going to do an favor with it. That's not the point. The point is that this is something where there's Tivus involved, where there's social pressure involved, where young people are falling down, as Avram said. Many young people are getting lost among us. This is a time we have to be concerned about this. I, I agree at least 90% with Rabbi Hoffman. And, uh, and I, am, I, am a, uh, I am in the public. I can tell you, those kids who chulam about taking marijuana, they don't give a hoodle about the OU or the Ashgacha. They haven't done mincha or marav in years, and maybe not even shachris in years, that before the marijuana. Let me ask Worry you something. They're Let not ask, worried if it has an OU or Let not. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you this, that, uh, this. That's some of them. That's right. But there are people that are, uh, right. there are people, unfortunately, that are in yeshivas and have tried it. And let, let me ask you about, if, you, if you're taking this you know, kind if of If our smoke, president was able to try it, do you, do you, maybe we should talk to the president and okay. make sure we don't no, have no, a president no, to tell everybody this, he had it. This is not a, this is not a, 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 a joke session here. It, it, it's, not, it's not a joke. Okay. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Okay. Okay. I'm furious how you're talking about Narishkeit when there's major problems, when there's major problems of people. You're talking about the marijuana, the hazards. Maybe if they didn't come to you, they would have came to you. You would have been the one to give it. You would have been happy. Give your give, Nish give. Okay. There are never people you. who need thank it. You. Like you, you said, they feel for, bad they have to take it if they're taking it. Thank but they want to have Ashkacha. Okay, thank you for expressing yourself. Okay. I, I just I wanted to give him one, one marshal that would answer it a little bit. I, I wasn't able to get him to listen. Uh, and that is about smoking. I mean, boys in yeshiva and girls too. They start smoking. What is it? It's a taiva. It's the gang is doing it. The chevra is doing it. Nice, from-looking kids in yeshivas and in girls' schools. And they're picking up the smoking habit. What, what happens is the same thing in this area, too. A, a guy hands you something. A guy offers it to you. And now, you know, you're drawn into it. The beginning, you're right, you were talking, those people were talking, Avram and this other gentleman were talking about the hardcore people who are already out there in the world. You're right, we can't, it, to them, kashras doesn't mean anything. But we're talking about the people who are close to us, who never are going to be tempted. And this will be a temptation for them, too. That's what I think. I, I, I'm, on that regard, I'm 100% with you, Rabbi Hoffman. Will you okay. want Go ahead, please. We'll give give us a little more uh, summation on that because I don't think we're going to get the other one today. What what is what is your take on some of the discussion we had here? You see, the people are quite animated. Yes, uh, I I think we have to realize also that uh, you, you know people come in with uh, a spar here, a spar there. I think that we have to look at it in a totally different way. We have to look at it in terms of numbers. Out of the 10,000 people that exist in, you know, in this zip code, in that zip code, uh, how many of them will be affected by this? And I think if we look at it that way, if we look at it uh, in terms of real people, uh, you know, this group of, let, let, let's look at Yeshiva X, how many of those people would, would, would now try it because of this? And, and, and that's what we've got to look at. The other question is a lot of people, you know, started uh, started comparing it to alcohol. Well, if we give a hex on alcohol, uh, how do we, uh, you know, it's no different than alcohol. So I, I think also, you know, there, there's a certain responsibility, a sense of a chryas, that we not we may not be doing in terms of uh, 
in terms of our, our shuls. When we have uh, schnapps at a kiddish, how do we know some kid isn't going to uh, go by and you know and take a cup of it? It happens. We, you know, part of responsibility is to make sure that there's a shimer on on uh, on dangerous things in the house. You're not allowed to have a, a, a window with broken glass. There's an Isidel rights of having dumb in the beisacha. The same type of thing exists when you have uh, bottles that are available for 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 the taking. And uh, I think that there's a sense of achrayas that we've got to. Uh, develop in in this regard. So so just in summation, I think that there 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 are two issues and that is the the alcohol muscle. So I think we've got to take some more responsibility in how we uh deal with alcohol. And the second the second issue is we can't you know, it's not that oh, no one is going to do this or everyone's going to do this. You got to look at it in terms of percentages. And if you look at it in terms of percentages, if there's, you know, 10 out of 1000 people that do it, you know, for those ten people, it could mean uh, it could mean their lives, and uh, and that's why I think that the, the the OU should really rethink this and and walk it back after consultation with Gedolei uh, Hapoiskin. I think that's a very uh, you know it's a strong point, but I think it's an interesting point. I, I I you know there are there are times that when people do have to take that step. There was a situation, I don't want to discuss it, it's a little inappropriate with the family hour now, but there was a product that had Ashkocha for a short time, and it was a, a product that, that was for special kinds of people who are not the normal people in our society. I can't give the details, and it got Ashkocha. The Ashkocha was removed. When they realized that it was being misused, and their name it, it was being associated with something that was wrong. They pulled it. I just the point that I started out with was that there is a split among the rabbis, the COR in Chicago, in Canada, the the, uh, the, 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 the the Council of Rabbis in Toronto has voted that they will not take Ashkocha on this product. A religious person went to them who owns a company, and they said, no, we will not certify you. And he said, well, then I'll look for a different certification. But that's what, that's what happened. I want to thank you very much for coming tonight, Rabbi Hoffman. I know short notice. We're going to look forward to the next time. I, I'm sorry I didn't finish the second topic, but that just shows how important that our discussion was. Thank you for, okay. coming. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure speaking with you. Take good care. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll speak to you again next week. If you have any questions, you want to contact us, 718-336-8544 at the office, or you can reach us, kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com over the email.